Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Better Events podcast for this week. We are excited to share some clips with you from events that we've been working on lately. And so it's going to be a little bit out of the ordinary. We recorded these in real time as we were working the events. And so you'll get to hear kind of a little inside peek, I guess, into our event days. So we're excited to share this with you. We also have something really exciting coming up with Expo Pass. We are doing a webinar that is all about contingency planning for events. And we've talked about this on the podcast, but we're excited to bring it into this live webinar format. And so if you'd like to register, it's free and it is on Friday, June 23rd. And so we'll put that link in the show notes with more information. And so we'd love to see you there live in person. That would be so fun. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow, and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started, and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. So friends, like Mary mentioned, we are doing things a little bit different this week. So you're going to hear Mary and my voices, not together, but separate um, at different points in this episode. We bring you along in our pockets, in our phones while we've been on site and we'll share kind of clips here and there, recaps a little bit about what kind of events that Mary and I have both been up to. I will give you a little bit of a warning. Our audio quality differs at some times. You can hear one of my clips. I am in a loud ballroom where there's things happening around me. So just be aware that we, again, we're trying to capture these in real time. So the audio quality is going to be a little different than maybe what you're used to at our episodes, but it's really, really fun. I have enjoyed getting to hear Mary's clips on site. I know she's loving the clips that I've had, but this is just to give you a little bit of insight because on this podcast, I think it's so important that we are sharing with you our experiences because so much of the event industry is by learning by doing or learning by how others are doing. And so this will just give you a glimpse into what we've been working on recently and uh, bring you along for the ride as we go on site. So enjoy. And so the first one that you'll hear is a set of clips for a convention that we were doing for an association for in Washington State. And so we were doing vendor and exhibitor management, and we'd been working with the client for months. And then the event day came, and we were then helping exhibitors, you know, get set up where they where they needed to go. And then this was the first event of this day. We actually went that evening, and we did another event. And so the first set of clips are from um, that convention, and then later you'll hear a second set of clips from the same day for a fundraiser that we did in Seattle. And so those are the first ones that, that you'll hear from me. Good morning. It is bright and early, 5.59, headed to a convention to help with exhibitor setup, unload, load in. We've been working for, with this client for about five months, getting the exhibitors kind of locked in, ready to go, compiling all their information, arranging load in, and when all their logistics are going to happen and so it's fun to be able to have everybody finally coming day of getting set up so here we go today is a crazy day so we just finished up with the exhibitors we made sure that they were all squared away checked in with them gave them copies of the agenda told them about passport processes for attendees so they could visit their booths and all the things we made sure that all 40 of them were set and ready to go and then we left because it's time to make our way to another event this is a double event booked day so here we go on to the next one 
So my first clip this week is something I did the week before I was going. I was prepping for a really big conference. And so when the larger the event is, I feel like the more prep you do. And so this was something I wanted to kind of give you some insight into those final steps of things that I prepare before I go on site. So enjoy. Hey friends, Logan here. And I'm in the throes of prepping for a big corporate conference next week that I am the general session producer for. So I am helping prep for the uh, general sessions, like the big room where all the main sessions happen. And uh, this is for a client that I'm going to refer to. This is just M's conference. M is, you know, my co-host, Mary. It's not her conference, but that's just how I usually allude to folks who I'm, um, you know, not fully allowed to talk about exactly who they are. So I'm prepping for M's conference in Las Vegas next week. And just to give you an insight into kind of what my process is, this week has been filled with a lot of meetings just to do final checks, a lot of reviewing show flows. We did a whole episode talking about run of shows, another word. And with this project, we're calling them show flows. So, but it's exactly like our production run a show of what's happening minute by minute. And one of the big themes that comes up, and I want to encourage you as a listener, if you're not doing this the week before your event, and this applies whether you're in production or just general event management, is talking through transitions. We spend a lot of time talking about the big things that happen at events like dinner or the cocktail hour, or for me, it's like playing, you know, these big presentations our speakers are giving or these videos. And I find that it's often in those final weeks, you want to make sure you have those crucial conversations about how those transitions happen. How do those handoffs between speakers go? Or how do guests transition between your cocktail hour to your dinner? What music are they hearing? What's happening on stage before your presentation even starts? And just thinking through, for me, again, it's a lot of like, how does the speaker get on stage? How, does they, how do they get off? Do they want walk-up music? Um, are they going to do Q&A? Does this person who might go into the audience, do they need a microphone so that other the audience can ask questions? Like those kind of little questions are what's coming up. We're also talking a lot about walk-up music, which I love. It's one of my favorite parts about events um, is music. I think it's so powerful. And this is something from sports we have. You might remember from baseball. If you ever go watch a game, all the players have their walk-up songs. And I just think it's such a fun way in corporate events, nonprofits, other events where maybe they want to inject more fun, music is such a powerful tool to do that. In addition to those meetings, I'm reviewing my show flows. I'm doing them minute by minute. I'm trying to catch any little mistakes or errors. If I've made a mistake in a formula here, or I just found out I had an extra 15 minutes baked into a Q&A that the session actually ended at 8.45, and that was just human error that I had mistakenly put it at going a full hour instead of 45 minutes from one sheet to another. But like this is the week to catch those mistakes. We're also starting to talk through roles day of. Where is my client going to be sitting during their sessions? Who's going to be talking to me? And I'm relaying that information to the production team. We didn't really get into scenarios, which would be usually what I would do with some clients. I would start talking about backup plans with this client in particular. That's something we're going to talk about on site of just what to do if something doesn't go according to plan. Um, I've worked with these folks before, so it's a little bit easier of a streamlined process for me. I'm not necessarily having to you know, start from scratch. They've worked with me before. A lot of these folks, I've seen them last year at this event. So it's just kind of rinse and repeat for certain things. And they also know and trust me already. So your process might look different if you are working with a new client where you might not have that trust built yet. And then I'd say my final step is just the little things I'm prepping. I made a face sheet for my crew that's going to be on site next week that just not just only includes our speakers. Like when I say a face sheet, it's a picture of the person, their name, title. And then I added a note about like what session that they would be important to us for. Like, are they speaking at this session? Um, and I made one that has 
key speaker, all of our speakers that will be in our room, also some key client contacts. And then also I put a couple of faces for folks who work for the agency, the company I'm working for on this project, just because we work with so many freelancers that they might not know who this person is who's showing up and trying to tell them what to do. So this is something if I was on that crew, I would find really helpful. So I made that this week. Um, and then I just got a pack. My suitcase is uh, already starting to get full of all black clothing, show blacks and trying to think of all my little things. I'm definitely bringing my self-care kit that I've talked about on this podcast before because it's a five, six day conference. So it's going to be a pretty much a marathon, um, bringing my clipboard, you know, comfy shoes, lots of, again, I have my go-to like four or five black, all black outfits that I know work for me. So just getting that all combined and ready to go, double, triple, quadruple checking stuff. Um, and then just, yeah, doing wrap-up meetings internally and kicking off with some folks we're going to see on site for the first time next week. Um, and then those that I've been talking with already for weeks at a time, my kind of colleagues on this event. Uh, we have some huddles today, tomorrow, and then Saturday I travel. So I'm going to try to give you guys updates from the road while I'm there. But this is just a little bit about what in real time I'm actually prepping for this event I'm about to work. For this second event that we did this day, as I said, it was a fundraiser and we've also been working with this client for months and it's been really fun to um, bring this event back for them. It's an interesting event. There's a lot of like competitiveness, which is interesting in fundraising, but they, but it's kind of purposeful. And so um, the community members and partners of the organization come together and they do kind of like a fundraising competition. It's pretty interesting. Um, and so we were able to go to the the venue and of course help get set up and then help uh, manage the volunteers and get the raffles set up and work with the auctioneer, just, you know, typical kind of fundraising stuff. But this was a really scaled back event as far as fundraising goes. Um, and you'll hear a little bit more about it in these clips. We made it to the second venue and we had a lot of amazing volunteers that came and helped set up for this one. We did not have any rental support, and so we had to set up everything, lots of chairs and tables, um, but it looks pretty good. We're set ahead of schedule. This is literally the epitome of many hands make light work, and we're super grateful for volunteers. So we are set ahead of, ahead of schedule. We're ready to go. Um, we have like an hour, so let's get started. This event is a fundraiser, but it's a little bit non-traditional and you know I love doing these types of events and so um, we have like a raise the paddle moment, a raffle, but that's it. It's very mission-centric um, driven type of fundraising and so I'm excited to see how the night goes. Okay, we wrapped the fundraising event and there are definitely some wins and some lessons learned as always in events and we're just, I don't know, really, really glad that it was a successful evening. It feels relieving, this one. Sometimes it's weird. You finish an event and you're like, well, that's it. But this one, I don't know. It feels like we accomplished something together. The mission of the organization was really cool. And yeah, I don't know. Overall, it was a good night. Um, they did some really successful things. Like in their Raise the Paddle, they did Last Paddle Standing. If you know what that is, it works for some groups. It doesn't work for others, but it really worked for this one. And it was awesome and a really fun moment of the evening. Also, we did heavy appetizers um, instead of a traditional meal, and that was also really fun, and it was a huge like cost-saving uh, selection, and it was just fun to kind of nibble throughout the night. Um, so overall, it was definitely a good night. Um, another, I guess, a lesson learned would be more volunteers. You can just never have enough volunteers. All right, we're back to my event, and I'm prepping. This time, I am actually on site in Las Vegas, getting ready for M's conference. 
and I'm just going to give you a little insight into what our load-in tech day looked like. Hey there, Logan here, and um, I'm on site on, uh, this is our load-in day here for M's uh, conference that I'm prepping for this week, and we are slowly getting things kind of set up here in our general session room. I'm the general session producer, which is anything that has to do with, um, I guess a general session would be like anything where everybody's coming to it, as well as one of their larger business units. So we have a bunch of our openings and um, things like that. And so we're getting prepped here. I've just on my end been running through content. So PowerPoints, videos, making sure I have the latest versions, music tracks for all those fun walk-on songs, just making sure we have the clean versions of those and finding the right moment that's going to have the most impacting clip of the song for when we should start. Um, and just kind of triple, quadruple checking my show flow. Uh, today is very much just like a technical internal setup. Um, and looking forward to kind of getting rolling. We got speakers in with us tomorrow. So a uh, big goal I have here and I just any point of advice for anyone would just be to make sure you're super buttoned up and know kind of all your, all your everything's working um, technically from your side so that when you're working with presenters, you're really just rehearsing the presenter side of things. And you can hear they, they're turning on the hockey here <laughs> in the room for uh, while the crew takes a break. But yep, looking forward to getting after it today with our tech rehearsals. So this has been a crazy event week. So you are about to hear about the third event that we did in this event week. And this event was just it was it was crazy. Um, you'll you'll hear a little bit more about it, but this was definitely a, a really cool fundraiser. There was a VIP component that was either going to make or break the event. And so just lots of emotions. And it's really interesting as you listen to my voice throughout these clips, you can tell when I'm tired. So <laughs> we all know events are a little bit exhausting. But this week in particular, it was just woof. There's a lot going on, but uh, we had a really great time. So many good memories that were made. Feel free to check out um, our EP events LLC Instagram if you want to see some clips. Maybe you can figure out which one of these these events are. Um, but go ahead and take a listen to this third event. All right, it's our third event this week, and I'm here with Caitlin. Hi. And we are just prepping. We're going to work on bid cards. Volunteers are arriving too, and we're excited for this one. We're excited for this week to be over, and so here we go. And then what I also want to do is invite Ben, a.k.a. Maclamo, to the stage and bring my brother Jace back as well because we're getting ready to raise those cattle, all right? Give it up for my brothers. Let's go! Thank you. That is wow. Okay. Okay, that was seriously a rush. It's the day after this last event that we've had this week, and got back at two a.m. So just needed to take some time, and it was it was a crazy event. We might have to just do like a massive podcast episode about it because we learned so much about working with VIPs, contingency planning what you do if they might not show up and it just was a whole ordeal but all in all in one way or another it came together we had the right people in the right places and the right roles as Logan likes to say and it just it just ended up working and it was a great night we had got really really positive feedback from a lot of people and it was definitely one of those events where you're like wow we did that that is crazy 
and we couldn't have done it without so many people and so it's done I'm exhausted um but you know here here we go on to what whatever comes next but excited to take some downtime now I loved getting to listen to all of Mary's clips. I just think it's so interesting to hear how folks are going along. And Mary, I don't think we could hear how tired you were in your voice. (laughs) You sounded like you were just, you just had a blast. And this is just so cool to think about all the different events that we've been tackling these last couple weeks and months. And I just wanted to take this time to talk about just some themes and like upcoming things that are like top of mind for me when I've been on site. And the main part for me has just been how cool it is to work with different teams. I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast, how being a freelancer and a contractor is really fun just to kind of speed date different companies and different agencies and different event teams and really just figuring out how you work with different personalities or company cultures. And the cool part about that is it teaches you a lot about yourself. (laughs) You learn a lot about the processes and things that you love, and you learn about a lot of the things that can bring you struggles or stress or confusion. And that has been something I, I we talked about in like our small business owner episode that we did recently about stuff that was top of mind. For me, it has been just reiterating over and over again how important it is to get things in writing, get expectations in writing, get payment terms in writing, get an understanding of your role and responsibilities in writing. I feel like I've had some places where like past Logan has saved my butt of current Logan because I've had something in writing that I can go back to and say, nope, we talked about this. Here's what was said, you know, so here's our next steps forward or having scenarios where things come up and people are trying to figure out, okay, where did we lose? Where was the miscommunication? And again, going back and having things in writing, which I feel like is so hard in the process sometimes, especially because our industry is also very relationship driven. And a lot of the companies I work with, like I'll personally know who I'm working for, who hired me, you know, almost on a friend basis at times. And that can be complicated, but I just highly encourage you to have those conversations, get it in writing and just make sure you're all on the same page because that just makes everything so much easier and a much smoother event day. Another thing that's been top of mind for me has been don't underestimate how much post event work you need to do. This is something that We always talk about the start of the event, how it's going to get going. I feel like I alluded to this in my prep that I was doing for this big conference. You have these conversations for weeks, 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 and weeks. Event happens, and then everyone is tired, and they're done, and they don't want to do that event wrap. Well, I'm sitting here a couple weeks post M's conference, and I still have a stack of run of shows on my desk here because I like to jot down in real-time notes and Real-time timings is so important. Please, please do this because it is such a lifesaver to future you next year to actually take your run of show, add a column that says real or actual time is what I write and go in and actually like go back and type it back in. I'm also finding I had probably changes to my written run of show that I just hand wrote while we were on site. And I don't think last year me actually like put that in the final run of show. So I'm doing that as well where I'm going through and I'm actually running like updating where we crossed out a transitional slide or transitional moment we didn't need so that for next year, I can sit down and go, okay, here was our finalized run of show. Here's what the show we actually put up for people. And the timings are really helpful too, because you have actual data to go back to, to say, hey, client, we always know like Miss Smith loves to talk a really, like a good amount of time. You're going to tell her she only has seven minutes. We'll put seven minutes on the, t- on the speaker timer, but she actually is going to talk for 14. This is actually a scenario I talked about for another client because I had the actual numbers in my run of show that we were like, this person always speaks long. 
And so what we did is we didn't actually change the speaker timer time that we gave them. So we said, you have seven minutes to talk. But in our real run of show, in terms of estimating how long the session would go till, we then bumped it up to probably closer to 10 to 12 minutes. And that was helpful because I was just emphasizing, and I say this with clients all the time, is you really do want your run of show to be as accurate as possible. Not the aspirational runtime for your event, what you wish it's going to end at. I mean, you can have a little bit of that in there, but it's really useless to have a run of show that says I'm ending at 9 p.m. if you really aren't going to end until 9.30. And you know that because your speakers talk for a long period of time or it's an award show and there's a lot of unscripted moments. And that can really have a trickle-down effect with some of your logistics, your food and beverage, people's just plans for the night. So the closer you can get it to like the actual runtime, the better. But to bring it back to my overarching point of making sure you have enough time for a post-event wrap, again, it really differs on the role. This is something I like to do as a producer show caller of just updating my run of shows and my run times. I do this for all my events. I have another client where we're working on wrap reports to send to sponsors because they want to know all their data and info, and the data is pretty time-consuming. And so that's going to take time. And so that's an event that I wrapped probably four or five weeks ago, but it just takes time because these reports involve so many different departments. It's not as simple as me just putting my head down and doing it. So I would be generous with how much time you need post-event to actually properly wrap up the event, whether that's doing stuff that your client needs or just your own internal process. My post-event reports, I will sing their praises till you know I'm blue in the face because they're so helpful for future me, even if it's not a repeat client, even if they're not sure that they're going to come back to you it's just so helpful to have that information to help future you and to do it while it's fresh. So yeah, and I think I'm coming up on a slower season this summer. I'm actually looking forward to it because I have a pretty busy fall already with some of my larger sporting events that are multi-week events and I just know are more time consuming and just energy consuming on a day-to-day basis. So I'm really embracing this month in July, having a little bit of a slowdown and I'm learning it's a little bit easier for me to be busy than it is for me to not. (laughs) So I'm working on that. I'm just relaxing and embracing the reading time, the get outside time and, uh, you know, just enjoying the weather that we have here in the Seattle, you know, Pacific Northwest area in the summertime and just taking full advantage of that. So it's a little aspirational here, but uh, that's what I would well say I've been working on. That was, I think that was really interesting to be able to look back and kind of listen to some of these clips and just kind of remember, I know what I was feeling at the time that I was recording them. And it really is just a snippet as we know, events are complicated. And, and I found myself just working, you know, working the event. And so I was like, oh, I forgot to do a recording. And so I'd have to kind of go back and then kind of recap what, what had been going on. But, um, you know, events are crazy. And now I'm at a stage where it's summer and I have a little bit less going on for fundraising events. There are really heavy seasons in the spring and in the fall. And so now it's really pretty chill and I'm grateful for it. I feel like I've kind of been waiting for just a little bit of a break. Now that being said, there's still, you know, work happening. We just don't have event days much this summer. Um, And so that has been giving me the opportunity to actually reflect on events and my business and the future. So I really appreciate times like this to be able to start actually working on the business and not always in it. And so the next few months are going to be that for me. And like I said, I'm really looking forward to it. So with that in mind, we wanted to share, you know, some things that are coming up for us, um, like themes that we've been experiencing lately, upcoming projects and just stuff like that. And honestly, what has just really been resonating with me and I just cannot stop thinking about 
is the idea of creating events. Now, I think I've mentioned this maybe once or twice here on the podcast, but you know, we as event professionals, um, a lot of us get hired to do events for people and what a blessing that is. But I just keep thinking, what if like, you know, like we, we do all these things for the event. What if we could make our own events? Like we have absolutely the skills to be able to do it. Now, can we find the resources and the partners to be able to create our actual own events and be able to be creative in that way? And so this is something that I've been thinking a lot about. I, I, I like to say, when I think about like the, the future, future, I want to get to a place where um, I can create events. And I'd love for my team to be able to do that too. You know, community events, maybe something that kind of travels. I love thinking about color runs or just like things that that go around the the U.S. at least. Um, and I want to think about like, what can I do that's like that? So I, I'm, you know, very entrepreneurial person. So now I'm having the opportunity to be able to think more business and crazy ideas. I have a lot of crazy ideas. Those that are close to me know that I'm always like, so what if we did this? Um, the reality is, is I don't act on a lot of those, but when I do, it's been fun. This is the podcast is one example. You know, you find somebody who's just as crazy as you are. Thank you, Logan. And, and here we are. And so um, that's just what I've been kind of reflecting on a lot lately is how can I create events in, in the community and what does that look like? And is it feasible? And what would it take? And what are the baby steps to get there? And when does it make sense to do so? So those are all the things that I'm reflecting on right now. Um, it's an exciting time just, just, you know, being summer. And I'm also just thinking about how can I possibly spend as much time as possible outdoors. And so, um, that's me. I hope that you all are doing well. Um, it's like I said, summer can be crazy. It's either like a really busy time for some people or it's a really chill time for others. So whatever scenario or circumstance you feel like you're in, uh, feel free to reach out and tell us about it. You know, we, we really are always looking for things to talk about and content ideas and and stuff like that. But in the meantime, we have lots of exciting things coming your way. And so keep listening and keep tuning in. And thank you so much for listening to what has been going on with me lately. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn at Better Events Pod. You can send us an email at bettereventspod at gmail.com, or you can connect directly with Mary and I on LinkedIn. And as always, it has been a pleasure speaking with you, and we'll be back in your feeds again next Wednesday. 